have your bible lift up your bibles and repeat this after me lord influence me this morning so holy spirit i pray that you will continue to speak to us thank you so much for showing up this morning with your powerful presence and i pray that your presence will continue to release your word to each and every one and we thank you in jesus name amen see many churches go through a season of kind of what we call it lent season during the lent season some churches take to different extremes one extreme is called they don't eat non vegetarian they grow beards and they have this real mourning time because jesus paid the price on the cross and there is another swing to the pendulum where churches takes oh jesus died so i can be free so every day chicken biryani and uh, all those celebrations but i believe there is somewhere in in between there is come some kind of balance we can know so i was thinking like you know how many of us even in papa's house or even for those who are visiting remember those seven sayings of jesus these are the seven phrases he made before he finished his human a uh, race on planet earth so i wrote down here the topic goes very simple it says today you will be with me in paradise so immediately by looking at it you will know that oh this is one of those seven so these are the seven phrases jesus mentioned before he was executed before he was crucified it's not like he said statement number 1 statement number 2 he didn't make those kind of thing it was recorded in the four gospels matthew mark luke and john so matthew records couple of them luke records and john records i will go in detail but this is one of the phrase he was actually talking to a guy there are two guys crucified along with him in the middle was jesus this side was a sinner that guy another one was a sinner and one guy is like man you have no clue if you are really a god come down save yourself save me the another guy is like man actually we both are getting punished for what we deserve this guy doesn't have any sin he is actually punished for no sin and then he looked up to jesus and said please if you go and die today remember me the first thing he said was remember me and then jesus looked up to him and he said today you will be with me in paradise so this is one of those statements and then he goes on by saying like three more of them so let's go in little detail a highlight of those seven ones these are the seven important phrases he made father forgive them for they do not know what they are doing and then i say to you today you will be with me in paradise woman behold your son this was jesus talking about his mother to john he says behold your son behold your mother and then he also says my god my god why have you forsaken me and and he says i am thirsty he was he was hungry and at the same time he was thirsty he was beaten up roman persecution one of the most uh, worst way of uh, dying you know it's it's not like just sitting on an electric chair turn on the switch you know it's one of the most uh, cruel way to kill a person and then he finished by saying it's finished but basically it's finished means in the greek there is a word called tetlitsai which basically means it's complete it's finished accomplished and then finally he says in your hand father i commit my spirit and these are the seven 
phrases he mentioned but the gospels didn't have it all like 1 2 3 4 5 6 so the scholars kind of later and the four gospels they picked up the statements and they put together in an order where these seven words reminds these seven statements first one talks about the forgiveness the second talks about the salvation the third talks about relationship the fourth talks about being deserted or rejected or the fifth one talks about distress or loneliness and then the sixth talks about triumph or conquering and then the finally seventh talks about reunion so if you look at the first and the last you know you cannot have a relationship with bitterness it's not going to work that's how it's all connected together so you have to have forgiveness you have to be saved there is part of a relationship yeah that's why i say christianity is not a religion because religion requires you to do things and that's it once you finished your task you just wait for the miracle to happen so and then it talks about rejected sometimes we also feel rejected is there anyone ever felt rejected at least once in your life it's all part of life that's part of how we are you know distress sometimes we feel lonely sometimes we feel so much pain you know i like this phrase someone said this son of god became a son of man so that the sons of men become sons of god amen isn't it beautiful this is why jesus came into the world he didn't come here to start a new religion and then it goes on talks about the triumph the conquer reunion everything i am rushing this because this is not my main message i'm going to pick one of these seven phrases so today we're going to talk only one we're going to highlight only one of those which is basically today you will be with me in paradise religion controls kingdom empowers the goal of religion is never to empower you the goal of religion is never to make you to become like a like son jesus but the goal of the kingdom is to empower you i have said this before let me make this again a statement the number one goal of god in your life is to mature you like a son jesus that's the number one goal no matter how professional you are or no matter how different lifestyle you live or different status you live in your society god is desiring to produce jesus in you this is why the world desperately looks for a savior i like what bill johnson says he says the world likes jesus but the problem the world has got is body we don't represent him well we are more cynical judgmental more hypocrite we are sometimes cover up the issues so i will take one phrase okay the phrase is this today you will be with me in paradise this is the response to a prayer to jesus this guy made a prayer what was the prayer lord remember me the shortest prayer recorded in the bible is this lord remember me can you say this after me lord remember me some of you have chewing gum i guess you don't want to open your mouth but you can do it again lord remember me this is the shortest prayer recorded in the bible and what is the response today you will be with me in paradise so my challenge is this maybe you are a christian 
maybe you never followed jesus maybe today you want to follow jesus but you have questions or maybe you have friends who don't know jesus and they are having doubts they are thinking oh maybe if i have to convert sometimes people ask me do i have to convert i said you don't need to convert you just start a relationship with jesus amen it's so weird people think oh now i have to convert i want to share this with you about five things again it's very simple you can take notes if you are not taking notes take notes it helps you to share the gospel effectively if somebody comes and says hey yes you talk about jesus why should i follow him why have you ever ever come across questions like that anybody came across questions like that people come and ask you why should i follow jesus how are you going to explain to them you going to tell them come to jesus you won't rot in hell and they'll be like okay what is hell you think something can go worse than this what i'm going through right now like i have friends told me you think what i'm going through is not hell is there something worse than this how are you going to explain to them you know my grandmother used to explain about hell and i would go to church on sunday without fail you know why not because it is the fear of the lord it is a fear of my motivation was different my point is if somebody comes and ask you like hey why why should i follow him i am a good man i like what dr ravi zakaria says jesus did not come here to change a bad man into a good man he came here so that we once were dead so now we can live amen we were once dead we were nonsense we were gone that's it kaput complete finished we could be able to live so if i share this with you my goal is to empower you in such a way you can use these to share it to others hey during this time i want to share the love of jesus why should i follow jesus these five things you don't need to share it in order but these five gives you an understanding why we follow jesus number 1 what are the benefits so that i can live you can live with no condemnation amen what a beautiful thing that because we follow jesus there is no condemnation okay what is condemnation the only way we can understand condemnation is by understanding what is not condemnation condemnation is different than conviction conviction tells you that you messed up but still you have a chance to come up in life condemnation says no that's it it focuses on punishment and no restoration conviction focuses on yourself and on what god did in your life in fact condemnation tells you how bad you are conviction tells you how good god is amen that's why in the romans 8 it says that in christ jesus there is no condemnation people use this word you know i have a sermon which i haven't really uh, shared it yet it's actually called cut and paste theology how people take some words use it for their own purpose they will say oh in christ jesus no condemnation so i'm going to keep living with my girlfriend no that's not going to work that's not you know oh in christ jesus no condemnation so i can cheat on taxes one guy got married five times he went to the pastor the pastor asked why you got married five times i can do all things through christ who strengthens me this is what we call t 
take the thing whatever it suits you for your lifestyle and make it a gospel you can never reduce christianity to the experience where you live it you have to rise up to the level where god has called us so this is why it says no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus if you have your bible circle it or highlight it i don't know what digital version if you use because through jesus christ the law of the spirit who gives life has set me free from the law of sin so that means grace say this with me grace come on everyone grace does not ignore sin grace empowers obedience in other words grace does not give me a license to sin oh i can just do whatever i want i can just scream at my wife and still i'll be holy guy i can still you know cheat on taxes still i can live a holy life i can still go ahead and get dowry and and bribe the officials for my own purpose and still i can live a holy life it's not going to be like that grace does not ignore sin grace is not about giving a license to sin grace empowers holiness in other words grace makes you aware what jesus did on the cross that's why its bible says very clearly in christ there is no condemnation and i know some of you here going through a condemnation spirit in your heart maybe you did something wrong maybe somebody made a choice in your life that you fall into the trap maybe something happened in your life but the holy spirit this morning wants to clear that chart in your life and he wants to give you a new beginning and he wants to say in me there is no condemnation i am the god who convicts you whenever i convict you i am not calling you that you are a sinner i am calling you you are my saint you know one of the things the bible says he remembers our sin no more what does that mean when you go again and tell him lord forgive me he will be like which one i already did which one you are talking about this is what we do religion likes to remind us what we did wrong i tell you if you go again and ask forgiveness for the things that you have asked two days ago you are still living in condemnation i want to be straight with you in this because that condemnation spirit a self focused i did wrong everything is going wrong i am so lonely nobody loves me i this this is my life this is my life this is my life that will not set you free you know what sets you free is yes i am a mess but god can take a mess into a message of hope yes i messed up i had so much problem but the holy spirit has set me free Amen. Say this after me. I am called to live a life of conviction. What is conviction? Conviction tells you how good God is. How do you differentiate between a condemnation spirit and a conviction spirit? The moment you are condemned, your attention will be all on you. The moment you are convicted, your attention will be all on God. You get my point? you will be like oh no i messed up again oh never i can never again i can stand before him i am such a dirty pig well you can say that but god never called you a pig but sometimes people will say i am nothing father i am like a little dust i am like a small insect god never died for an insect and under dust you are a son and daughter 
you might have fall down the bible says the righteous man falls seven times yet he will rise again it never mentioned the wicked falls seven times and he rise again have you noticed that hello you getting my point he he never said the bible does not even record how many times the wicked fall but the bible records the righteous what is righteous right standing with god that you are seated next to him because of that privilege if you have fallen you pick up yourself move towards the cross amen just one amen from amen okay number 2 why we follow jesus so that we know you and me are unconditionally loved by god unconditionally that means the world loves conditional what does that mean if you kiss me i will kiss you if you love me i will love you this is the way that you know <laughs> all the old memories are coming into my surface the wisdom says don't share but <clears throat> i'm using my filter i have the holy spirit in a form of a person who is called my wife and <laughs> sits in the front so the one of one of the things is like you know the the conditional love it's so weird it's so it's like it looks like unconditional have you ever been in love with someone just you like such a holy people man you're like what are you talking to me charles you might have seen some movie or some telis program and you try to repeat that i tried to do that it went so bad you know i remember when i was 15 i was reading songs of solomon and <laughs> and i wanted to use that phrase to my ex and and she is like are you calling me fat your your neck is like a camel <laughs> don't don't use those phrases songs of solomon is those love phrases is not going to work here okay and <laughs> but but anyway but these statements people will make like oh you are the most beautiful girl i ever met in my life he have said that to four different girls in last two weeks it's so weird and they are so dependent on the words come out and people think oh this is unconditional love but the moment you do something wrong that's why i always encourage people if a guy does not follow jesus and the girl says oh do you go to church and the guy says well if you go to church i will go with you what does that mean if you don't go to church i'm not going to go that's that's the underlining statement that's why i always say to all the singles i say make sure your guy follows jesus first more than he follows you amen okay unconditionally loved by god what does that mean john 3:16 it says for god so loved the world he gave his son you know how do you know that unconditional love and a conditional love conditional means there something you got to do before in order to meet the requirement but the unconditional means before you even step up to the platform to do something god already makes made it available for you that's why the bible says god so love the world just find somebody turn to the person next to you and say you are unconditionally loved by god okay 
it will be really great you use some little emotions so look into their eyes and you say look at them take some 10 seconds i am still on time don't worry we will finish at 12 you look at their eyes and you say you are unconditionally loved by god mm-hmm. amen <clears throat> so this is important why because this world tells love means the world as a spelling call love you know what is it love is spelled in the world it's called l u s t it's a different love still remember my first love letter i received from a hindu girl and she used to write om shri raghavendra namaha slash jesus never fails and uh, <clears throat> anyway thank you for sitting in the front uh, <laughs> skip going on john 15:13 this this verse is so fabulous it says greater love has no one no one than this to lay down one's life for one another friends what does that mean basically the love of god before you are qualified he makes you qualified what a beautiful thing that i am unconditionally loved with such a flaw and that's why this is again a beautiful statement when god says to the families he says just husbands just like christ loved the church you are called to love your wife you know it never records in the bible the wife has to love their husband never okay that doesn't give you permission to hate me <laughs> and to any married person here what basically it says is the main requirement of a man i mean husband is to love the wife just like christ loved the church and what is the response of a wife is to honor is to submit and submission does not mean you know i have no will on my own submission means yes i know it may be different but i choose to submit so the whole concept here greater love as no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friend basically means i have set the code you come and be seated in the place that i have provided for you this is unconditional love this is what the world is looking for there are four kinds of love some of you might know that the friendship love the erotic love and then the brotherly love these three loves we all experience but the one love we never experience which we call in the original translation agape love which is an unconditional love what does that mean that you can never meet the requirement but still you are loved wow i am blessed to know that i follow a person who never condemns me i am blessed to know that i follow a person who loves me in the midst of all my flaws what a privilege that i don't need to go and you know the bible says you worship the lord in the beauty of his holiness have you read that scripture worship what does that mean the beauty of his holiness what is the holiness what he has accomplished on the cross that i am unconditionally loved there is no condemnation number 3 it gets only better this is the beautiful thing why we follow jesus i get the spirit of god in me 
so now i am no more alone stuck i am no more just trying to do my own thing now i became a mobile carrier of the spirit of god who lives inside of you you are not just living alone you have an amazing responsibility to host the presence of god that means god's spirit lives inside of you and me what a beautiful privilege is that that we no need to live alone that's why the bible says you are not orphans you are my friends guys what a privilege that we can host the presence of god listen to me the address of god is no more a synagogue or a temple or a church the address of god is your heart amen i host that's why we all have a gps system i might have said this before the world says gps is global positioning system but our gps that is inside is called god's power system amen he lives inside of us have you ever tried to use a gps anybody used a gps yes you click for example from here to cmc and it says 2.3 kilometers and then you are trying to cross the road the bridge the the only bridge and then you have to turn on the green circle and uh, you know on the green circle you cross on the turn right but you turn left towards satwachari the gps will always recalculate a route and will take you back to the original design the gps will never say you nonsense how many times i have to teach you <laughs> huh <laughs> instead of being with you i could have been somewhere else huh? are you uh, you know in tamil they say padita muttal they doesn't do all those things it always recalculate the route and give you back to the destination that's the job of the holy spirit the moment you fall he recalculates it he says yes my son still there is victory still there is joy still there is abundance still there is place in papa's house amen what a beautiful thing that i get to host the presence of god and here i want to make two different important statements one is the presence of god in us another is the presence of god that comes upon us okay 1 john 227 it's not in the screen it says the holy spirit in you leads you in comfort what is that it's for you but then isaiah 61 and acts chapter 2 it says the holy spirit comes upon you what does that mean the one who is inside is for my comfort put your hands like this the one who is inside come on you are hugging yourself you better hug yourself so that you can get better hugs okay the one who is inside is for my comfort you are some of you are worst huggers man <laughs> you the one who is inside let's do it again the one who is inside is for my comfort the one who comes upon me is to bless others that's why people come and say after a church service or some prayer or intercession wow that was powerful what was that they're talking about the one that came upon listen that doesn't need to you you don't need to have the one that comes upon every morning 20 minutes you can host him in such a way that wherever you go you be a blessing the second part of abrahamic covenant is what what is the second part of abrahamic covenant that you are blessed to be a blessing say in velur i am called to be a blessing come on say this after me in velur i am called to be a blessing now you can look boldly at someone and say you know 
you have to look at someone you know i am here to bless you huh? <laughs> let's do it again you know i am here to bless you this this who you are that you are unconditionally loved by god there is no condemnation you get to host the presence of the lord and number 4 let's keep moving on 1 Corinthians 6:19 if you are taking notes take this do you not know the temple of god lives in you number 4 yeah keep going on we have a purpose and meaning in life that means we are not just an accident you know we use a lot of words like oops just kidding have you heard that have you ever used it have you ever type something on facebook messenger or whatsapp oops just kidding you know in the mind of god there is no oops and just kidding god never say i will provide all your needs oops just kidding i will heal you oops just kidding i will never leave you not forsake you oops just kidding in the mind of god there is no oops and just kidding how many times you and your friends went to somewhere nice place to eat and he says i will take care of you your meal and then he says just kidding imagine god said once to me just kidding charles this month i'll provide just kidding imagine once god's you are driving in vellore and then my presence will go before you <laughs> just kidding <laughs> imagine that you know even with this presence to drive in vellore you need the anointing <laughs> imagine once when you are in sickness oh by my stripes you are healed <laughs> just kidding imagine that he never said that that means you and me have an ultimate purpose in life that means you are not a random product you may be a oops to your parents but you are not oops to the mind of god amen turn around we're going to do a lot of exercise okay turn around and say you may be a oops to your parents but you are not you are never a oops in the mind of god Jeremiah 29:11 says is that the verse i wrote down yeah that's true yeah it says i know the plans that i have for you plans to prosper you to give you future and hope this is the verse again people turn it around they will live anywhere any kind of life and then they will use this i have a plan i have a plan no it's actually the context is people were in sin they were taken as captives they were living in a foreign land and bible says God sent one prophet and his name is Jeremiah is a 17 year old kid he goes around and he tells hey you know what don't mourn for going back to your own country stay here plant vineyards plant gardens god has thoughts for you thoughts to prosper you give you future and hope some of you might be thinking i don't know why i came to vellore why lord why you are persecuting me why this job why this happening you know what don't mourn for where you are celebrate where you are you know i started i started living a beautiful life the day i started blessing the city you know why because i'm walking in the city right imagine i'm cursing the city ah vellore ah nothing is there palaru pala pochi you know all those nonsense words you kind of keep on speaking negative words criticism ah look at this look at this you know 
i have to even change my vocabulary even in my humor i have to change how i talk because that has brought not life in my so now god started saying to me hey pray according to second chronicles 7:14 if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves repent seek my face turn from their wicked ways then i will hear from their heaven forgive their sins heal the land what was the consequence of repentance healing in the land after 10 15 years we started seeing water in palar you know and we went baptized two of our persons from papa's house in the waterfalls that was dry for 10 years there was no water god is the god of restoration but you got to agree with the mind of god you got to speak life so don't curse the city where you live bless the city amen say god i bless the city the twin city the twin city of vellore and katpadi amen you know one day i'm i'm actually putting some money together to buy a boat so if you want to give an offering specially you can write and for boat one day in palar there's going to be so much river and the first person going to get on the boat and have a beautiful worship to the king of kings is going to be from papa's house so the budget is 3 and a half lakhs okay i have found one in kerala and uh, so i'm putting together of course you can find there anything because in trichur they have backwaters one friend asked me do you have backwaters sir in our people to wash their back we don't have water sir <laughs> then i have to correct myself one day it's going to change it's going to change lord this vellore is going to be a city that's going to be filled with water god is going to heal our city but it's our responsibility also you know god we need to heal the city one day it's going to be so beautiful god bless the city my wife two three months ago she asked i felt the lord wants me to ask you this question what crazy thing going on in your mind tell me i said without skipping a beat i need to buy a boat and since that day we have been praying so we have very little money towards that maybe less than 10000 rupees but if you feel be part of that your seat will be reserved i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding but no manipulation but just the point is this you know one day this river is going to be so clean amen it's going to be so beautiful part of us we need to pray in such a way that god bless the city bless the leaders god will have kingdom leaders rise up in the city bless the leaders the mps the mlas the panchayat leaders the mayors pray that duraimurgan kartigeyan kartini these guys are the mlas and mps and the ministers of this leaders of the city will encounter the king of kings amen don't say like this huh? this city brother khatam ho gaya that's why slowly we are migrating to canada come on let's bless the city Amen. We need to pray in such a way. God, you have plans for the city. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, "I didn't come here by mere accident. I am handpicked by God to be a person of healing in this nation. To be a person of healing in the city. With my own eyes. Come on, guys. With my own eyes, I am going to see." the healing of the city of velur amen and one day on one day 
I'm going to ride on this beautiful river Palar. I was the, I mean yeah, go finish it yeah yes Vellore is not forgotten Tamil Nadu is not forgotten people are predicting in 50 years down the road Tamil Nadu will become a desert I am prophesying 50 years from the now Tamil Nadu will not become a desert we will have deserts on the river Amen, Amen. we can have a nice desert in the river Amen we got to speak the mind of god guys i can stay there i can stay there for the next 2 hours i have so much passion for seeing restoration in the cities amen so don't curse the city bless the city this is the most important thing one day we get to be in heaven with jesus amen everything is temporary here everything is temporary everything will fall apart your ministry your career everything but one day you and me will live forever and ever with him so if somebody ask you why this why this jesus it's everything is the same right all religions have outwardly some kind of superficial oneness but basically they are so different i want to propose this to you christianity is not a religion it is a new way of thinking a new way of life that's why when people ask me do i need to convert i say to them don't convert follow jesus when you follow jesus everything that stumbles will be made clear hello people sometimes give new names they will have a very nice name prasanna kumar which basically means presence prince of presence and then they will name him shatrak which means in the aramic translation moon god you could have named him munsami for that you get my point so this is why i am not into name changing i am into kingdom lifestyle in your heart amen five things do we remember this it's very easy first one there is no condemnation number two i'm unconditionally loved by god number 3 holy spirit is lives inside of me number 4 i'm not a random product i have a divine purpose in my life number 5 one day this kingdom lifestyle i'm going to live in the eternal kingdom with jesus wow think about this when G- this guy he made a small prayer lord remember me what was the response today you will be with me in paradise and these are the five beautiful benefits of living in paradise religion says it pushes the paradise to somewhere else kingdom brings the paradise in every area of your life amen heaven repeat after me heaven is my destiny building his kingdom on earth is my responsibility if heaven is the only goal god has kept for you the moment you say lord remember me there must be a giant vacuum sucked it no in fact the prayer that jesus taught his disciples what was that pray that my kingdom and my will that happens perfectly in heaven will come 
in fact it is a sinful prayer or it is a egocentric prayer if you say lord why you are still delaying come soon there are still millions and millions of people who don't know the love of jesus and let's take this opportunity during this time you know let's use this opportunity and say god help me to be that hands and feet to share people who are living through condemnation hey you no need to live by condemnation people feel rejected feeling lonely say to them hey you are unconditionally loved by god people don't know what they are going to do in their life say to them you are not a random product amazing purpose god has for you he has plans for you and one day you get to be with him in heaven amen